This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly coaching moments with Ryan D'April. Now, if you're not familiar with Ryan or if you're new to the show, Ryan comes on every month to give our listeners and our viewers a coaching moment and a coaching session. Well, let me tell you about Ryan. Uh, Ryan D'April is a progressive thought leader focused on providing for his agents and staff at D'April Properties. His strengths are his motivational skills, coaching style, and his dedication to training. He has 14 offices throughout Chicagoland and is also in Wisconsin, Indiana, and Michigan with hundreds and hundreds of top producers. Uh, D'April Properties is a coaching company with eight strategic coaches who work week in and week out with every agent individually focused on business planning, coaching, and accountability. If you'd like to take your career to the next level, or if you're just not getting the attention you need, check out D'April Properties. Visit dapralproperties.com. Welcome once again, Ryan. Thanks, DJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited today because we have Melissa uh, from your organization as well, who's yeah. uh, who I've not talked to. So I'm super excited to introduce her or have you introduce her to our audience. Yeah, I'm excited for you to meet uh, Melissa. Melissa is a tremendous individual. We've been working together for what, seven, eight years now? Yeah, at least. Yeah, Melissa joined us uh, as a real estate agent and we did coaching one-on-one. And then uh, Melissa became a, a managing broker for us for one of our offices. And then I uh, went on to become certified in coaching and training with us, uh, has attended uh, Ninja Leadership uh, coaching and training in uh, Colorado Springs there, mm-hmm. and went on to become a regional manager for our company and coach for our organization. And most recently, uh, Melissa is now our executive vice president. So Melissa supports the leadership in our organization, and she works with those HZ coaches Um Day in and out, day in and day out, coaching them, who then in turn are coaching our agents. And so, yeah. So, Melissa, you you train the trainers. Train the trainers, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, it's coaching's in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's important. I mean, it's really kind of funny to think about just from a sort of a meta perspective that trainers also need trainers, right? And so even no matter what level you're at in your own personal production, you know, whether you're a brand new agent or you've been practicing for 20 years, or if you're a, you know, to to give a maybe more accessible example, if you're a high school student who is, you know, excelling at a particular uh, sport, or if you're, you know, a LeBron James, who's already at the top of the game, all of those people have coaches. So, um, you know, this is a good, a good reminder to uh, how the importance of coaching. Well, I, and I think it's one of the biggest um, threats to uh, real estate agents in our industry is that lack of structure yeah. um, and, and why the failure rate is so high. Uh, because, you know, when you typically um, start a career in something, you have a manager and your manager has a manager, your manager's manager has a manager. And it's, 
it's a whole, it's called like a hierarchy, but is it really a hierarchy? I don't look at it as a hierarchy. It's a support system, it's a structure. And this industry was just kind of built on, um, you know, 1099, do your own thing, come and go. And there are companies out there just built on a numbers game. Um, the, the expression is the, the qualities and the quantity. And yeah. since that is just, you know, abiding by the 80-20 rule and only 20% of them are going to stick. Uh, I really think you could do something different, um, but you got to provide structure. You got to provide routine and you have to look at a lot of different industries and, and why the success rate is higher for a lot of them it's because they have managers, because they have coaches. And as they elevate their elevation of coaching takes on another level. And so we're just really replicating that and just embracing that whole philosophy of, you know, of a team, a company-wide team experience. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, there are lone wolves out there and that's great. And it's, it's, it's cool to be a lone wolf. Heck, our software system for our accounting is called lone wolf. And I think it has we, a lot to do with, we have used lone wolf at, well, as well at our company. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's, it just, just came to me right now. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but it's, it's, it's probably what this industry looks at itself as a whole bunch of lone wolves out there. Um, and I don't think that's the best approach for people. And there's, well, there's we, so many different parts of, you know, the, what you need to build that really great business. And so you guys have been talking a lot about accountability yeah. as like one of the spokes on the wheel, um, high performance, you know, showing up and doing what you do, um, to the, the best of your ability. And then that third piece, it really is structure. You know, you have to have that solid foundation, um, in place so that you can trust your process and know that it's going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. And stru structure is one of those things too, that oftentimes agents, you know, especially the kind of personality that tends to be attracted to becoming a real estate agent is, you know, usually somebody that is structure is probably for the vast majority of agents that one of their biggest challenges. Um, and so you, you go looking for structure in so many different ways. And, and I just wanted to bring this up because some people look for it in joining an established team. So they say, you know, I can't kind of do everything on my own. So I want to join a team that's going to be able to provide, you know, some semblance of, of, of a normal sort of daily structure, um, or, you know, maybe your firm offers that. I know your firm does that, but that's pretty unusual. A lot of firms don't do that. So then people go looking elsewhere and, and it seems like they mostly go looking for that to join a team. And I was just thinking as, as you guys were both talking about this, that if it was me and I was out there producing before I went looking for an actual team to join, I would probably look at hiring a coach. Number one, it'd probably be cheaper to hire a coach and they would be able to give you that structure. So if your own firm isn't providing, you know, the opportunity to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, like you guys offer at Daple Properties, um, that would be the first thing I would look for is to hire an external coach rather than just immediately joining a team thinking that's going to solve all my structure problems. It certainly could, um, but I like the idea of having a personal coach as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, that's know thyself, right. And, yeah. and working on that. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, our company, we did about a billion dollars in transactions last year and probably 85% of our agents were not licensed five years ago. So we had to embrace the coaching where, um, you know, there are behemoths out there and their whole backbone is on recruit, recruit, recruit. Right. Uh, when we started doing this, we just said, well, you know, let's just train, train, train and coach, 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 because we're not recruit, 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 you know, right. all of our, you know, growth has been 
primarily organic. Right. So we we had to be in a position where we were able to provide the structure yeah. for the new agent. So we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. Yeah. And you know, when people were coming in the doors, we're going, listen, we're gonna tell you what to do. You just have to do it, right? So I mean, people by human nature, people want structure because just, they want to have those safe boundaries set for them and so that they can really mm -hmm. perform within that safe place. Um, because they, of predictability as well. And predictability. They want to know where they stand, where mm -hmm. they are, and those boundaries are important. Absolutely. And if you have those expectations that you set for yourself, mm -hmm. you can meet and exceed them, yeah. but you have to have them defined. So that's, you know, the structure is really like the foundation of, you know, what an agent's business should be and then building around that. And so much, so much of a um, of a realtor's life, and and really probably all of most of us can relate to this, whether we're real estate professionals or not. But so much of of the anxiety of life is, what am I supposed to do next? What what am I? What's the and and you know, a lot of us struggle with that. Realtors struggle with it. Other professions struggle with it. And this idea of knowing what your next action is, and it's not a perfect um, sort of step A to Z, or, or you know, uh, do A then B then C. But if you just have your day structured out in some capacity, it uh, not only does it increase your productivity, but it alleviates a lot of anxiety. It does. Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, seriously, like it helps you sleep at night. And I'll even just do a quick thing here and I'll get off this, but even when you're looking at coaching and training, you got to structure that, right? So one element of it is mindset. Okay. And that's about 80% of uh, all success is based on that mindset. Sure. Then we're going to talk about a routine, right? Because it's doing the same thing over and over again, the right things that's going to move the needle in your business. Just like doing the wrong thing over and over again, right? This is the definition of insanity and expecting a different outlook. So it's like being aware, right? Setting a routine on what's right. And then the coaching and training moves into skill set. And then what you do is you find out it bounces back and forth between these and what you need. So um, I'm going to stop sharing here, but I just kind of want to, I don't even know how to stop sharing this damn thing. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have done this, DJ. No, it's fine. And for our for the for those that are listening, Ryan is just drawing uh, on his whiteboard uh, mindset, routine, and and skills, and and really trying to develop all three of those and realizing how important they each are. But yeah, let's talk about structure. Absolutely. Yeah. So you want to chime in? Yeah, sure. So I mean, we obviously all know that we need structure. It helps us sleep at night, as we just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so the first things first is you know I actually myself. Um, the first week of January, not that you have to do it the first week of January, mm -hmm. but I literally planned out my entire 2021 already. Um, I made a plan. I sat down, I time blocked with myself. Um, Ryan and I are really big fans of Robin Sharma. Yeah. And, um, you know, Robin Sharma talks about the Menlo lab. Yep. And what the Menlo lab looks like is you simplify your space. You don't have your distractions around you, yep. right? Absolutely. And so you can sit down and really be on purpose uh -huh. and build something that is going to help you um, facilitate the rest of the actions that you're trying to define yes. and what you want to do. hundred percent. And that lab is, and when I tell, I, I tell people, I kind of, I just build on that a little bit on that lab is like, fall in love with the process, fall in love with that creative space and that routine of that lab where you eliminate the distractions. Robin also says, uh, most people are busy being busy. Yeah. Uh, even high performers are busy just being busy. So if you could really dive in and pick out what's that one thing that I could do to 
to, 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 to move the needle and the memo lab, memo, memo lab. Memo lab. Yeah, I know. Memo. <laughs> well, I've been calling it Mensa lab for a while and then well, I'm like, no, good. it's actually memo lab. Um, so we, so Robin will be so proud of us right. that we actually use the correct term for right. his, his um, theories. Um, but yeah, so making a plan right off the bat really is like what, what the first thing you want to do. And then what you have to do is then identify all of the actionable items that you need to accomplish. So this is like a task list. You start with big tasks, subtasks, right? Um, you want to make sure that those tasks that you're focusing on are going to be a combination of live flow activity, which is you being in flow and on purpose with your sphere of influence and who's in your network where you're getting your business from. Relationship building yeah. activities. Absolutely. In Intentional relationship building. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not yes. sales calls, people. Right. Not sales calls. No, this is just... This is like where you get to have fun in your business. Right. This is like, you know, you're a realtor, you get to have fun and make mm -hmm. friends. And that's part of your daily action. Um, you know, this, the, that in combination with your uh, your auto flow would, was what how we refer to it here at Dable Properties. And Ninja. And Ninja. Ninja. Right. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. Credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Um, so that auto flow activities, you know, that's your multi-channel marketing. That's mm -hmm. your your direct mail. Yep, direct mail, email marketing, your digital marketing. Um, there's many tools out there to facilitate digital marketing, uh, direct mail or email marketing, but that is- so you, you you guys call it auto, auto flow because you create those those materials and that, and that system to do for your agents, correct? So, so the term is automatic flow. It's always going for you. What we decided to do here at the company, right? Eight years when we sit down this, path in this journey we coach we draw we motivate we're like do it do it do it and then people would try to do it and they get on and, and then about two and a half years ago we said we're just doing it for we're doing it for them yeah, we're, smart. We're, we're we have the technology but instead of teaching somebody the technology we have marketing assistants we have office managers in each office locally and we're just doing the auto flow for them because it's critically important that it continually goes out it isn't skipped. It's not missed the beat. And, and so, yeah, so that's, it's not why we call it auto. So that's what it is. Yeah. But that's a philosophy that you just uh, said that we decided to do about two and a half years ago, just take it off the plates of the agents. Yeah. So that would be part of the combination of the live flow and auto flow. And then also in addition would be like your develop, your business development. Um, so what are the things that are going to help you grow your business, tilt the needle, if you will, in order to get more and more business to, to come to you um, and then management you know, and then your business management. So that is really like the, the, the tasks that you're looking to define when you're making a plan for your year. Yeah. And then from there, yeah. you're going to break it into mm -hmm. like bite-sized pieces. So you're going to right. determine what your daily, yeah. what your weekly, yeah. what your monthly, quarterly, et cetera, right. tasks are. Um, when we were, we go on holiday every week, my, my wife and the girls and we go away. I, every week i'm sorry every uh winter break we go away and it always flies over new year's eve and i, I just love that first two days of the year where you, get to, you get to set that right now what i realize is well that's something that's been trained in me over the past 45 years of my life where it's your new year's resolutions so the next thing is like okay how else can we expand on this so let's start like can you do this quarterly and then it can go to the next level can you look at the first of each month as New Year's? Could you imagine yeah. if you treated the first of every month as a new year and you sat and you planned and maybe get them to do it on a weekly basis? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it will take time to build those habits. Um, you know, but habits are, are where you are and why you are where you are.
So yeah. just, you know, be aware of what your daily habits are and that's going to show you where you are. Um, so it's kind of being aware of, of that stuff. Yeah. And also thinking about the, as you said earlier, figuring out the habits that, that do the most, um, you know, for you and, and then even learning how to, uh, maybe even outsource. Well, you, you guys just talked about outsourcing. You do a lot of the, you know, the, the, the physical mailings and things for your agents. Um, that's oftentimes what agents struggle with. It's like, they know they should be, you know, sending out communication, um, but you know, they get caught up in working with their existing clients. They're busy prospecting. And of course they have to wear at most firms, you have to wear pretty much all the hats. The firm doesn't really provide a lot of that. Your firm certainly does. Um, so it's trying to identify, you know, okay, I do want to send a mailer out. My firm doesn't do that for me. Um, so now I have to either hire somebody to do that, or I have to do it myself and trying to figure out where's the best use of, of my time. Yeah. Um, so how does, how do, I have a question, how does somebody determine and I know there's no easy answer, but like, what is something they should do themselves or what's something they should outsource? Okay. Can I, can I chime in on that for yeah. a second? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the things that you should do for yourself. And I'm going to repeat your question. What should you do for yourself and what should you outsource? Yeah. You should do for yourself relationship building activities. You should outsource um, a good chunk of the, um, let's call it spam and junk mail mail. Sure. That's incredibly important to your business. I'm going to, I just want to come back to making the plan and the scheduling, Yeah. but for the listeners here and the viewers, I'm going to whiteboard one more thing. And here's why it's incredibly important to outsource the mundane marketing. Uh, your host is asking you to start. Your oh, business. no, I, you're good. You're good. Sorry. Okay. So you can see this. Most people, I don't want to say real estate agents. I want to say most people that are in um, a sales environment miss taken or mix up the difference between a lead source and marketing. So let's go over the two here. Okay. And this is why autoflow and having it done for you is so, so important. Okay. I have told, I've heard so many individuals. Well, first off, let's define lead sources. Okay. DJ. So yes. lead source is your network. Okay. That's one lead source. Or a referral. Where's a referral come from? Your network. Existing clients. Or your network. Your network. Yeah. Existing client is your network, right? So right. that's a lead source. That's a lead source. The penmanship's not that bad. I'm working with the stick here. But open houses, yep. those are lead sources. Um, purchase web leads. Buying mm -hmm. leads on Zillow or Trulia or Redfin. That's a lead source. Uh, calling cancel listings, expired FISBOS. That's yep. a lead source. Farming a community. By the way, these terms change from industry to industry, but they're just the same. They're just different yep. names. I was coaching a loan officer this morning. I won't digress. Actually, I will speak about this loan officer this morning about structure and time, timing and making a plan. Uh, but I'm digressing here to answer a question that you asked. What should you outsource? It's, so the important thing is, what should you outsource? But I want the listeners to know why, why you need to outsource it. So then there's marketing. What's marketing? A postcard. Email marketing. Okay. Um, uh, social media. Mm -hmm. Right. How about a grocery cart divider? Yeah, sure. Right. Billboard. A billboard. A <laughs> bus bench. So on and so forth. And there's tons of them. I, 
cannot tell you how many times I hear from agents across the country that I talk to, even veteran, 20 years in the business and say, I never got a call from a postcard. Right. No, you never will. You never will. Right. From a lead source, you decide who you want to market to. Do you want to market to a farm and you pick a campaign or do you want to market to your network? Or do you want to do purchase web leads and do, you know, the call them in 10 minutes or, or less type of thing. Right. There is a huge difference between marketing and lease source. They are absolutely not the same thing. And if I had a penny for every time somebody said, well, I never got a call from my grocery cart ad, you never will. But what happened is people in your community that are living in your farm and people in your network that happen to be living in your community are reinforcing your brand because they see you at a grocery cart and they get your postcard and they get your email marketing. And that's what Autoflow is about. And that is one of the reasons why you should outsource it because we all have self-doubt. We all have fear. We all have questions. And our brains are designed to pause, to stop, to protect ourselves. You can't stop your marketing if you want to grow your business. Right. Um, and the marketing doesn't have to be the greatest marketing in the world. That's one of the best you can possibly be. Don't compare to yourself to other real estate agents. Compare yourself just to yourself. And focus on the relationship. That's what we call the live flow. Focus on the relationship. Have the auto marketing done for you. Uh, and then to peel it all back. And then I'll segue back. It's routine. It's routine. It's timelining and time blocking. Um, so that's how I answer that question, BJ. And that's- Yeah, mar mar marketing is, is really- Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to say, you know, maybe a better word than marketing would be branding, right? It's just keeping our name and our image in front of the people that we don't, we want to not forget who we are and what we do, but it isn't necessarily uh, in a, a something that will necessarily deepen a relationship, but it will at least keep your 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 image in the back of their mind as they see this repetitive, uh, you know, content coming from you, which can be automated. Right. And remember, uh, you guys, um, people don't hire real estate brokerages. As much as I love our brokerage, <laughs> they hire people. Yeah. They hire people. They don't hire. You are the brand. You need to have a marketing plan. Um, you could be at a one-person real estate company or the biggest real estate company um, in the world. Uh, your production is not going to change based upon that. It's going to be all based upon you, your routines, and how you are branding slash marketing yourself, DJ, as you just said. Uh, and understanding that it's the reinforcement, brand reinforcement um, that counts. Uh, but then it's the relationship building activities, the live flow that's going to separate you, separate you from the rest. Perfect. So let's talk about yeah. making a plan. Yeah, biggest bang for your buck. Okay. Um, so, you know, what you just went through mm -hmm. with the live flow, mm -hmm. the auto flow, all of that, you're working that together. You're, you've made your plan. You got to schedule it out. You do. You absolutely have to time block. You got to schedule it out. Um, you know, some of the example of a daily activity would be like, you know, being in front of your network, mm -hmm. um, making phone calls, talking to people on social media. That's just going to come naturally. Yeah. Um, a weekly might be you schedule some real estate report, some live live yeah. real estate reports, you know, have coffee with one of your friends and just say, Hey, I prepared this real estate report for you. Mm -hmm. Um, something that could be an annual business planning, got to do business planning. Um, I suggest doing it in October mm -hmm. of the year before. 
That's smart. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that is like having the structure in place for what you're going to do mm-hmm. um, for your business, for, like whatever you decide to do right. at the beginning of the year and executing. Yeah. It. And, and be aware too, when you're planning this, what your day's like. So I have, and you do as well, I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. So um, from 7.30 in the morning uh, to 8.30 in the morning, work's not happening. Right. Right. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Um. Also, my quiet time is five in the morning to seven in the morning. Well, I'm not live phone with my network at five to seven o'clock in the no, morning. No, they don't I, want to kill you. No, that's me team at my time, <laughs> me time. And um, right. So, so there's a certain time where I'm going to dedicate to it. And then if, and when I select that time, everything else has got to be tuned out, you know, and it's like, you know, the dopamine that's released when your phone games and everything mm-hmm. else, like. We're in this call right now with you, DJ. My phone's off. Yeah, um, it has to be off. Um, I take this meeting serious, you know, um, just like I take my life phone serious. It's my business. And most real estate agents put their business last and they put their clients and everybody else first. You, you got to make you number one at some point in the day, five days a week. Um, and that means all the other stuff is turned off and you're focused on that one thing that's going to move the needle in your business. Yep. And, and really going back to like what we started off with is setting your own boundaries. Yeah. It's your, who have permission to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Robin Sharma nugget is um, the, the uh, addiction to distraction is the death sure. of your creative productivity. Say that again. Thank you. I love it. Say it one more time. Addiction to distraction is the death of your creative productivity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you've got like the alarms dinging and it's you know, your phone's on your nightstand and uh-huh. waking up in the middle of the night and you're like blue screen and then you're like, you know, your eyes are like <laughs> spinning. Um, you to coach people. I'm seeing this. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like we got to learn how to put it away, disconnect and regenerate ourselves. Yeah. Everybody that knows me knows that my phone is in the kitchen at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like you're not. This thing is, if you look at my email, people have anxiety. Like, oh my God, you have seven. 370,000 unread emails. I'm like, <laughs> my business comes first. Yeah. And I see it from the subject. And like, oh my God, you have 10,000 unread text messages. I don't care. My business comes first. All this stuff is just, it's a distraction. What he also says is, distraction is the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. So look at, <clears throat> I'm easily distracted. Right? I have ADHD. I'm all over Me too. <laughs> but one hour a day, man, five days a week, right? I carved out a very nice business for myself. Carried out, carved out a very nice life for myself. Anybody can, um, but like I tell everybody, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. 80-20 rules, real. 20% will sell 80% of the real estate, right? 20% will sell 80% of real estate or 20% or less, will say 80% or more. Here's the cool thing for all the listeners. It's your choice to be in the 20%. Absolutely. People are making a choice. I'm either going to be in the top 20 or I'm going to be in the bottom 80. You might not be consciously making that decision, but it is your decision because it's, you're the only one who's control over what you do every day. Nobody else can. I can't headlock you and make you do this. Right. So, you know. And, and really, there's a lot of things that you can do to put in place. Like, you know, when you, you put in your structure, you make your plan, you schedule it out. Right. You have to execute, of course. You know, you can't forget that stuff. Um, but, you know, there's tools out there and systems that you can utilize in order to help you do this. Right. So 
I mean, if you're tactile, you want to get yourself a planner. Um, if you use, you know, if you're, if you're technical, you're going to use, um, like a Google calendar or some kind of other mm -hmm. technology out there. That's going to keep you um, on track. Yeah. I personally, I'm like old school, 99 cent spiral notebook mm -hmm. coupled with my Google calendar. Mm -hmm. And that puppy goes with me everywhere yeah. and it works for me. That's my system, right? you know? So if you have those tools, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to keep you accountable yeah. to yourself. You know, and I can't emphasize enough uh, on coaching. You know, I was yeah. with a loan officer. I'm going to circle back. I think I said I can use this as an example with making a plan. You know, this loan officer's um, goal is to do $25 million in production this year. I'm certain she'll do $35 million. I, she's already close to $10 million with close and what's in process. Wow. Yeah, you know what? And I love the story. Uh, a 20-year veteran in the business and never really kind of got to where they wanted to be. And I'm like, you are a rock star. We just need to structure some things. And she's been with us now. This is like her, I don't know, maybe 15th month with us and just really is getting there. But we had a coaching session this morning and she is licensed in Illinois, but she has to take an exam. They'll have her license in Wisconsin, Indiana. We're also in Florida. Um, and she's getting her license there. So we just simply put on her calendar. She enrolled for the exam February 19th, which is a week from this next Friday. So two weeks from now. And we time block for two hour, a one hour day for the next five days a week, taking the weekends off to study and plan. If we didn't do it, she never would have done it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that just happened to be the coaching sessions. Like what's important? That's important. Great. Then get this done. You've been saying now for 60 days, bullshit. Here's the deadline. Here's what you're going to do. Make me a promise and a commitment in addition to other things. And she promised and, and made a commitment to me. And sure, she, she'll have it done by February 19th. And it's over. It's behind us. Uh, so coaching is incredibly important. I do it. It's just, it's like, I need to get over the hump. You know, a coach cares about you. They want to help you. They want to identify. And there's a lot of different things in it. But it is it is like you said, making that plan, setting it. And sometimes it's big annual goals. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like a little thing. Like, you know what? I want to get licensed in three other states so I can transact. Well, let's get done in two weeks or less. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I, I always love that Brian Buffini story um, with Joe Nigo, who's like essentially one of his partners now. But they were just realtors from across the country, and they befriended each other, and they just said, you know, we need to we need an accountability portion here. And we're going to call each other every day at like 5 p.m. and say, did you win the day? Or what are the five things you were supposed to do today? Um, and, and you know, that was their structure. And, and you know, they obviously went on to incredible success, both of them. But but that's that's it. It's just if those guys can't do it on their own, then who who can, right? We None of us can. We all need we all need help. Joe lives in my neighborhood. Oh, he does? Oh, that's Isn't funny. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I've seen him speak at an event about a decade ago, if not longer. And he's a huge basketball player. Yeah. And he runs this gigantic basketball camp that my um, my girls all attended. His boys are incredible basketball players. Neat person. He, I don't he played, know. I think he played professionally or at least in he college. He did for like Houston for like a year and then became a real estate agent and the rest is history. But uh the guy's passion and love uh, outside of coaching is um, coaching basketball. Yeah. So like it's all just coaching. <laughs> it's all coaching. It's all, it all comes back yeah. to coaching. But Again. I'm sorry. I don't mean distracted. It's like, what, no. what are the chances that you this guy so lives funny? in our neighborhood? No, but you know what's so funny is that like, uh, I was talking to my husband this morning yeah. and as you know, he knew that I was coming on here and yeah. talking about structure and everything. 
And um, it's funny because my dad is actually a career coach, a career consultant coach. I'm a coach mm -hmm. and my husband is an instructional coach um, for a district um, in school. And so we were talking about it this morning and he's like, you know, he goes, my, my best friend is, is um, a, a guy named Ed Murphy and he is a professor in Michigan and the two of them um, hold each other accountable mm -hmm. and they coach each other, yeah. you know? So it goes across all industries. It's like, you know, it goes back to that. Everybody needs coach. Everybody does, you know? Right. So, so the other tool that you can implement is getting yourself an accountability partner 100%. or mm -hmm. right. you get yourself a coach. Right. So that's the other, the other level that you can pull to make 100%. sure that your structure is working for you. Yes. And, and, and have the mantra that there is no such thing as competition except for yourself. Yeah. You know, if you have the competition mindset, you know, then you're living in the scarcity. You can learn so much from coworkers in the industry, people that work at other brokerages, just hold each other accountable, hold each other up. Uh, there's more than enough to go around for everybody. Absolutely. You know, um, it really comes down to life is a journey of basically self-exploration of yourself and, and what makes you tick and, and, and what doesn't. Um, and then, you know, then being vulnerable and, and finding somebody else. And then having that person be there for you to guide you. I mean, it's a, it's really a great thing. So let's talk about scheduling it out. Yeah. So, I mean, really just, you know, having your, like we talked about with the planner, yeah. like if you're tech, tech, you know, tactile, like your, you know, technology, is right. um, making sure that you're just time blocking all of that activities. Yeah. So like having your daily tasks in, and making sure that those hours are blocked yeah. and then your weeks are blocked. Yep. And so scheduling it out really is what, yeah. You know, like, I mean, literally schedule it out <laughs> in your calendar and then have those visual cues. Okay. To give and release the dopamine in your mind to, to reward you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one of the things in that, what we use is the dashboard. <clears throat> um, the kind of the important thing about the dashboard is, um, you know, as your cell phone dings, right. Or you get a thumbs up on Facebook or you get a heart on Instagram, right. that shit's so addictive because it's releasing dopamine in your mind. Yep. So, okay, so let's 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 look at what these multi-trillion dollar corporations have learned to addict us to their technology, and why don't we use it to our advantage? So you schedule it out, you have a visual cue, uh, we use the dashboard, and it releases dopamine as you are checking off the tasks that you need to do. Yeah. You don't sell a home. I mean, let me start to rephrase what I'm saying. Like, you know, the end of a transaction, right? Whether you represent a buyer or a seller, that's just the end of all of these other things that came before it. And um, if you're trying to break uh, a big boulder in half, right? You have a hammer and a chisel and you right. hit the boulder, you hit the boulder, you hit the boulder. And after maybe a hundred hits, the boulder breaks in half. What was the most important strike? The first one, the second one, the 20th one, or is it all, right? And so then if those hundred strikes is what I need to get to get to the end result, then how do I keep myself motivated and addicted to continually doing the strikes? What are the strikes in this case? It's your relationship building activities. It's your life. Right. Auto flow should be automatic. Don't think about it. It's getting it done. People hire people that they know, like, and trust. Right, eighty percent of all home buyers, eighty percent of home buyers and home sellers interview one real estate agent. You guys, that's why our business has not been disrupted 
by these companies that are losing hundreds of million dollars a year, Redfin and other companies that are out there, they lose, they're publicly traded. If they weren't, they'd be out of business because they're losing tens of millions of dollars a year working for free based on the fact that the relationship is not significant, okay? The relationship is incredibly significant. The only disruptor in your business is you. If you decide not to engage into relationship building techniques with your network, it's that simple. I have nothing else to tell you. Drop the mic, go home. I've been seeing this for 17 years in a row. It comes down to the relationship you have. Your network is your network. Schedule it out, plan it out. Fall in love with your environment. Mm -hmm. Fall in love with that environment, that one hour that you do it. Make it a tradition, make it a routine. Thank mm -hmm. you for my bracelet. Yes, you're welcome. I mean, I've, I've worked this year. Every uh, every day, if you just structure out an hour of relationship building, I you ca I can't even. There's no easy way to quantify. You you guys probably have data about this, but within a year, you won't believe what that will do to your business to have an yeah, intentional yeah. hour. And so Ryan gave and Melissa gave some good examples. You know, commenting on people's social media posts, texting people, letting know you're thinking about them. You know, congratulating them on various achievements in their life, which you can find on LinkedIn or or Facebook. Yeah or Instagram based on what they're posting. Um, anything that you can do that doesn't even necessarily have to be, hey, are you looking to buy or sell your home right now? Even if it's just, hey, I saw you went on this vacation, that looked amazing, How? tell me about it. And then, oh, hey, by the way, just in case you ever need anything with real estate, let me know, but but tell me about this vacation. You know, like that, that's a relationship building. And if you do that an hour a day, you will never be, uh, wanting for leads after a year, or maybe it's two years that it takes to do that, but you will have more leads than you know what to do with, because as, as you, Ryan, you just said, you know, people know, will choose somebody who they know, like, and trust as their agent. And how do you, how do you build intimacy? You do it by demonstrating care. And so if you can demonstrate care an hour a day to your network, that percentage of, of, of times where they are need a real estate agent and choose you is going to go way up. Yeah, absolutely. And you can trust the process that will work for you. Yeah. We, I just added a process and this is kind of funny. This is off, off of the real estate thing, but, but I'll give you an example that, that hopefully our listeners can, can appreciate. So my, my girlfriend and I were talking about, you know, our relationship, we were checking in to see how, how are each of us doing and, and what does each of us need? And she was mentioning uh, that one of her love languages is being uh, verbal praise. And that's not really one of my top ones. So it doesn't occur to me as often to verbally tell her how special she is, which of course uh, she wants to hear. So I thought, okay, well, how can I structure this so that I do this on a regular basis? Because, and again, you know, it, it maybe doesn't sound super romantic, but I wanted to get it done. I wanted to make sure that she never came back to me again and said, you know what, you're not really giving me what I need in that respect. And so I said, okay. And I thought, okay, how do I make this a, a, a daily habit? And I thought, well, whenever we eat together, I'm just going to turn to her before I take my first bite of food and tell her something about her that's really special to me. And it sounds sort of silly, but that's a structure and that works. And then I never have to think about it again. All I have to do is remember before I take that first bite of food, say something nice and done, right? But I have to do it every time, but I have a structure now. And, and now I don't have to worry about when was the last 
last time I said something nice? Did I, have I done it in a while? No, I just have to do it. And, and, and now I do it every time we talk on the phone as well. So now it's the phone and because she doesn't live with me. And then when we eat together, so it sounds silly, but it's a small thing. How will that impact our relationship immensely? Right. She is going to feel appreciated, heard, understood, loved, because I added this one little tiny thing that takes maybe 30 seconds a day, right? So I'm just not saying that to impress anyone with how great I am in relationships, but this is something anybody can do. It sounds and nice. It, yeah, I mean, dinner at my house is like death darts from the kids. Well, you you have a, a, a more people involved than, than I do. <laughs> well, here's my thing too, is that like, you're thinking those things about her. Now you're just taking an extra step and saying it as opposed to keeping yeah. it to yourself, right? Right. Well, but, but at the point, the, the point was that now I don't have to think about it anymore. All I have to do is follow the structure. Right. Yeah. And so you're, you're, you guys are basically saying the exact same thing is create the structure and then just follow the steps and, you know, have a coach help you tweak the structure from, you know, from time to time. I mean, this is the reason I get to the gym because I have a personal trainer. The only reason I get to the gym is because I have a personal trainer. I am not proud of that. I wish I went on my own. I don't. So I have a coach for that. I want to chime in on that for a second. I have did, I have recognized that I am not uh, a, a gym person. I just, I haven't been. And uh, I think doing activities outside is the best form of exercise for me, right? If it's skiing yeah. or if it's surfing with the girls in the boat or something like that. Other than that, I'm not a gym person. Um, but man, those gym people out there have had some of the best success in our coaching because they are so routine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to uh, our vice president of sales in our mortgage company. I'm like, give me some of those individuals that they're at the gym four days a week. Those are habitual routine, routine based people. I'm just going to insert one more routine in them and boom, watch them take off. Yeah. Yeah. Routine is so important because again, it just eliminates anxiety. It eliminates this. What am I supposed to do? Um, I know I'm supposed to do a lot of stuff. And also, you know, Melissa, you talked about boundaries. I think this is really important because a lot of our listeners and viewers might be thinking, okay, you know, it's, it's that Stephen Covey, like urgency versus importance matrix. Like, is it urgent? Is it important? Is it, is it urgent and non-important, you know, et cetera. But, but this idea of, do we know, and Ryan, you know, said this earlier today, it's like, Hey, while I'm on the call, this, uh, that my phone is off, um, you know, and Melissa said the same thing after eight o'clock, you know, my phone is, my phone is off, but then it's like, well, what happens if a client messages me at 10 30? Um, I want to be everything to everyone. And I want to respond. Cause I want to, you know, I want to please my client. Um, but question about how how do you set those boundaries with clients? Not so that they don't text you at 1030, but that they don't necessarily expect a response right away. Cause you know, you have a, you know, you have your own personal time too. So there's, there's two ways to answer. I'll chime in one way. Yeah. And, okay. So this is an expression that um, I've learned here, um, not from me, from other people in the company. I want to quote it, but I'm not sure. I think it's her. If you're saying yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. You're saying yes to something. You're saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying yes to that client and picking up the phone at 1030 at night, you're saying no to a good night's sleep. You're saying no to health for yourself. Mm -hmm. If you say yes to, uh, let's just say I'm going to schedule nine o'clock to 10 o'clock to connect with 14 people on my dashboard. If I do that five days a week, I'm going to go through all 300 people on my dashboard in a month and I can do it for a full year. And the next year I'm an 8 million, 12 million, $20 million producing real estate agent. And I'm going to commit that from nine in the morning to 10 in the morning. If you decide 
to keep your phone on and say, yes, just get back to the text message to a client and say, yes, just take that one quick phone call during that one hour, you're saying no to that person that you want to become. No, it's no, no. I, I'm not going to be an eight, twelve, twenty million dollar producer. I'm going to say yes to this client and this deal right now. Mm -hmm. This is more important than that, and it's all simple choices that you're making. So you just be conscious. Understand that ninety five percent of our day we're unconscious. So be conscious of these subconscious decisions you're making. Yeah, and I mean it's it's not life and death, you know. So that's one thing that I would say. The, the second thing I would say, if somebody is calling me at ten thirty, I am legit like in La La Land sleeping already. So, I mean, 5 I'm up. Seriously, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that listen, and when, if I when I wake up at five o'clock, and if I see a missed call from somebody that I think could be urgent, mm -hmm. I'll text them at five o'clock and be like, "Hey, good I'm morning. Awake. I'm awake. <laughs> was it that urgent? You know what I mean?" And here's the thing: is that it, it's it's not usually right. Um, you know, I mean, of course, you want to, you know, people have children and they have you know deaf family members that need to get a hold of them or whatever. But I mean, really. 99.9% of the time you can set your boundary and you don't need to answer. And if that. you don't set boundaries, people will walk all over you. And you're not going to be as productive. No. If you right. keep running yourself so ragged, right. it is going to be, you're going to end up mm -hmm. providing a lesser of a service. And you're saying yes to what's important to them and no to what's important to you and your family. Yeah, if you, if you respond to a text in the evening when you'd really rather be connecting with family or just taking time for yourself or exercising or relaxing, watching television, whatever it is for you um, at that time where you really don't want to respond and you respond to one text message, you you then really can't not respond you know to the next 10 that are coming through so you really have to think that that through is like when do i want to be communicating with my clients and when do i really not want to be because if i respond to one text message that person's going to write back a response and we're going to go back and forth for the next 25 minutes and i'm going to lose that half hour uh because i responded whereas i could just tell the client maybe even up front hey just so you know here's when i am available to immediately get back to you and if 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 it's outside of those hours i will get back to you at my next possible opportunity right. but i don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. It's just, I have, you know, a structure, you know, to my day. And, and I think most clients would be a hundred percent understanding. Well, that. they don't even, they don't even need to be understanding. You know, it, right. it, let me give you another way of looking at it. Are you a Mac or a PC user? I've, I have both, but, um, okay, cool. You know, let's yeah. do both. Let's yeah. do both. You ready? Yeah. Let's, we're going to copy something, right? Instead of going your mouse and using file copy, I use the command button right. or the control button. The two words that are really key here for this, for all the listeners here, command and control. I command and I control my technology, damn it. It right. doesn't control me. So I'm not a big TV person, right? And at night, you know, again, I have a 17 year old and 14 year old. Now they're in their rooms and mom and dad are, we're doing our own thing, right? I love to play Texas Hold'em on my, my phone. Right. My wife sure. and I, we chit chat. I may make a Manhattan, sit on the couch at 730 at night. By the way, I'm done at 530. I just can't. I'm a morning person and I'm just done. I'm burnt out after 530. I don't want to do it anymore. I turn, I command my technology and my outside world is cut off. And my wife and I have a conversation. I'm playing Texas Hold'em. She's like, turn off the damn Hold'em. But my point is, is when you're on your computers, you guys, I want you to look at the keyboard. I want you to look at command and control button. And I want you to decide, are you the one who's in command and control or is the technology in command or control? 
It's your choice, just like it's your choice to be the top 20% or to be the bottom 80%. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to your choice. And if you're saying, wow, this is all really good points, go get a coach. We'll reinforce yeah. this stuff to you. That's what it's all about. Well, what a, what a great place to wrap up for today. You know, we talked about structure. We talked a tiny little bit about mindset, but the majority of what we really fo focused on is, is accountability and structure and understanding what uh, someone's day should should look like and only you can answer that but you know it takes it takes time so sit down when you have a, a free day and, and do it sooner rather than later because stuff is going to fly at you all day every day regardless and you're going to feel busy but at the end of the day you might not necessarily feel that you moved your business forward because there's so much to do on a regular day so take some time and, and as melissa said she she does this in, in october of every year she plans out the whole year and of course those plans change and evolve over over time, but she basically knows what she's looking to accomplish, uh, you know, by the end of the year and, and the direction she's looking to head. And then she just break, you break it down into, you know, week, monthly, weekly, well, I guess, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and then daily tasks. Yep. All right, DJ. Well, thanks for having us. And Melissa, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, th yeah. Thank both of you for coming on. This is wonderful. We're so uh, so honored to have uh, Ryan and Melissa on on our show and have our coaching moments episode that we do every single month. And I want to remind everyone who's watching and or listening to please follow us on Facebook. Find us at facebook.com forward slash Keeping It Real. Here's a little dirty secret, not dirty secret, but here's a secret about our show. We record these, and then oftentimes it takes us a couple weeks to actually produce them. So for some of our listeners and viewers, they want to see it as it's happening, so they don't have to wait for us to produce it. So if you go to follow us on Facebook, you'll see it. We stream all of our episodes live as we're recording them and you'll get first access and you won't have to wait for us to, uh, to, to, for us to structure how we actually uh, are to, for us to go through our structure to actually process the episode. So follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash keeping a real pod. And also if you're an agent in the Chicagoland area, or if you're in Indiana, Wisconsin, uh, uh well, I guess Florida as well. Um, Michigan too. Yeah. 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 Florida blending. Uh, yep. Florida, yeah, not not Florida yet, but um, if you're in any of these uh, these states and you're interested in looking at a firm that can help you with all of this, most importantly, structure, coaching, accountability, and uh, this automated uh, branding, which which they do for you. And and you know, I, I'm here in the Chicagoland area. We have hundreds of firms here. Um, Diablo Properties is really about the only firm I'm aware of, including the biggest franchise firms out there. But Diablo Properties uh, is about really the only firm I know that actually does that for you. Uh, for an agent. So if you're an agent who is, again, maybe not getting the, that experience at your current firm and you're looking elsewhere, um, what's the best way that they should reach out? Well, so what's the best way to answer that question? I've given up my cell phone. What, what's the best? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to give you Ryan's email address, but I will not do that. I don't care. Um, DiaproProperties.com. Um, you could, you can Google me. Yeah. yeah. You'll find, you know what? It's 2021. Google us. You'll find my cell phone, yeah. email, contact me, contact Melissa Fusco. Media, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your fellow right. real estate agents in the community. Just, we're all just give us a holler. All right. Well, visit dapralproperties.com and to learn more about what they offer agents in all of those, uh, those areas. And, you know, again, just think about it this way, you know, 
do you, do you, could you benefit from having a coach? The answer is of course, yes. And, you know, then think, am I currently getting that? If not, maybe it's time to look elsewhere. It's that time of the year where agents start reevaluating, you know, am I actually getting a lot of value at my current firm? So if you're not, or if you feel you just want to see what else is out there, Diapel Properties would be happy to chat with you. So check out diapelproperties.com and we will see everybody on the next episode. Thank you for everyone who's listening, supporting us and sharing it with a friend. So thanks, Melissa and Ryan. We'll see you next time. Thank you, DJ. DJ.